Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. Here on Living Unleashed, we want to discover the abundant life that Jesus promised, and we want to live it as we experience his hope, joy, peace, and freedom. And that's what we're journeying along together uh, to discover and to learn how to live out in our own lives. And I'm just so glad that you've taken the time to be here with me once again today. What an exciting week it has been uh, since the last time I recorded for the podcast. You may recall that on last week's episode, I recorded telling you that I was about to head out to go experience the outpouring, renewal, revival uh, that was taking place at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. We talked a little about what revival was and why I was making that a priority to get there. I had an awesome and an amazing time. As a matter of fact, uh, as I record this a week ago today, I was sitting in the middle right in the middle of that revival, and it was awesome, and it was amazing. Since then, I I have returned. I've had the chance to share it with others. I had the chance to uh, send my three oldest kids uh, to go. They went over the weekend, and they were there in Wilmore when Wilmore was uh, uh, crowded with about 20,000 visitors in a little town of 6,000 people uh, as they got to experience the revival and what God was doing there and what God did in them and for them as well. Uh, We've also had a streaming night at the church where uh, we had a few folks gather and just watch. And and man, it was just awesome as we were streaming what was happening there at Hughes Auditorium in Asbury uh, University. And we just broke out in worship right there and and prayer and and, uh, just saw what God could do in that moment as well. So, oh man, there's just all sorts of exciting stuff. Uh, all sorts of amazing things that I could share. Uh, You would think that this would have been an easy podcast to record, but uh, actually it's not. And the reason it's not is because I've got so much stuff going on in my head right now. Uh, I'm still processing so much, not only about uh, that eight hours or so that myself and two of my friends spent sitting in worship in the midst of that revival taking place, not only uh, in uh, what happened with my kids being gone for a couple of days and going to the revival, but I got so much stuff going on in my head just processing. What does that look like? Um, How does that impact the church uh, today, how does this not just simply uh, uh, a really awesome and cool road trip that I went to experience something like you would go see some site like a national park or or some landmark and come back home and say, well, that was really cool. I learned a lot, and now I just go on back with life. So what I finally decided was I, I'm just going to tell you how this impacted me. Um, I could tell you lots of stories about what uh, um, what occurred there. I've posted a lot of those on my Facebook account. I've shared a lot of uh, of um, uh, other people's posts and reshared that uh, to give you a sense and taste. But I just want to tell you how it impacted me and what this means for me going forward and 
uh, by virtue of that, how that impacts uh, you and as my you as my friends living listening uh, to the Living Unleashed podcast and those whom I uh, am ministering to as a pastor right now. Uh, so here are the things about how this revival impacted me. Number one, it gave me a deeper thirst for Jesus. Uh, one of the things happening at the revival and that has happened for this two weeks uh, as it as it proceeded was just a very pure, simple worship of Jesus. If you were there in that room, uh, and from all the uh, clips that I have witnessed online, one of the things you notice and recognize is that it is absolutely solely focused on Jesus. There are no personalities there. There's no one who has this great uh, charisma drawing people in because of that that individual they are or because of their talents. Um, it's a bunch of nameless people just getting together, offering up worship time, offering the scriptures that uh, God has um, um, uh used in their life, kind of their life verses, giving their testimonies, and occasionally punctuated by a short teaching segment by one of the leaders. Sometimes that leader was a young person, and sometimes it was one of the faculty uh, connected to the university. But these were far and away not the focus. The focus was on worship. And on Jesus, and of all those people who spoke, not a one of them uh, were were individuals who had made some sort of a name for themselves already. Uh, and so it was just this deeper thirst for Jesus. And and how that works out in my life is it is really um, um, easy to get distracted by religious things, especially um, if you are a, a person who uh, has leadership positions in the church or volunteers a lot, and or if you're on staff in a church like I'm a pastor. Um, it's easy to get wound up in um, a lot of religious things. It's, it's easy to get uh, focused on agendas whether they're your own personal agenda for what you're trying to accomplish or uh, oftentimes all the agendas of everyone else who presses in on you, who who have uh, ways they think you ought to do things and things that you ought to make a priority and what you have or have not addressed yet. And, and it can just, it can get really distracting and it can also get very, um, very heavy uh, at, at times. And, and what a freedom just to have this deep thirst for Jesus. One of the things that that I saw happen for me at, at the this revival was just kind of a shedding of some of that um, focus on religiosity and religion and 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 um, just the whole um, institution of church, just to refocus on Jesus. And I think we all need that from time to time to get our get our eyes focused back where they need to be, to keep our eyes focused upon Jesus and just have this deep thirst and longing. And so as I've come back from this revival, I just have this deep thirst and longing to be with Jesus, to see him, to worship him, and to talk to him. Number two, a greater hunger for God's word uh, as it's focused on Jesus, who is the word. Uh, the Word of God. It, it's also um, sparked a, a deeper hunger to bury myself in God's Word. Now, I already read a, a 
tremendous amount of scripture uh, in a week as I prepare for my messages uh, to to share on Sunday mornings or any other teaching moments I have, or even in preparing to record something like a podcast. So I, I you know, there is quite a bit of Bible reading that I don't do, but there's a new hunger, a new attitude to, to want to read even more. Um, and, and not so much more as in to cover a, a greater breadth of Scripture in any particular day, but to hunger more to linger over Scripture. That Maybe that's what it's, it's really kind of, it's not It's not about trying to read more and consume more, but to really linger over it and, and, and let it feed me and, and let it satisfy me and let it change me. And, and maybe that's the best way to say it, not just quick cursory readings to say I read it, but but more of a immersion in it uh, and just really letting it satisfy my soul as I dig even deeper in Scripture. The third thing is a renewed richness in my prayer life. Um and, and and just just that time of worship and prayer for eight hours, just sitting before God, has has kind of created a a new spark in my prayer life. And it's one of those things that prior to going uh, to this revival, I wouldn't have necessarily said that there was anything. Uh, that was dry, that needed re-sparking in my prayer life. Uh, I wouldn't have said that I had some grand issue in my prayer life. I, I would have told you I thought I had a pretty strong prayer life, and, and I believe I did. But once you compare it to this um, renewed richness that came from that eight hours, man, when I come back, oh, I, I've noticed that my prayer life is different I want to, uh, not only do I have moments that I talk to God like I always did, but I, I just want to talk to him more. Uh, there's more moments in the day that I want to return. It goes back to that deeper thirst for Jesus. I, I want to talk to him more, and and the conversations seem uh, more productive, I, you could say. Uh, there's there's a, a greater, just um, uh, deeper conversation, maybe is what I'm saying. So there's this new, renewed richness of my prayer life as, as as I went and spent that time. Uh, the fourth thing is a more profound compassion for others, a more co- profound compassion for others that as I heard so many testimonies about people's struggles and what Jesus had freed them from uh, at that revival, it, it helped remind me and give me a renewed sense of of, of how I look at others because it's so easy to look at others with a sense of, of well, it's it's judgment, plain and simple. Like I would know better. I uh, don't know why they do that the way they do it. Um, you know, I, I I they they don't. You know, there's decisions they could make that they uh, wouldn't have to be in that in that situation, that position, that trouble, that crisis, and 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 the like. And instead, it's just given me this new compassion that uh, you know we're all under attack. The enemy is 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 quite uh, crafty. Uh, he and he prowls around looking for someone uh, to devour, looking for whom he can devour. The scriptures say, and and so when you think about that, and then you look at others and you see their issues, their problems, uh, their shortcomings, uh, the things that get under your skin and and annoy you, you you find you have a new compassion for them. Uh, because 
if the scripture is true that says, for my battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of this dark world, then it also goes to say that that's true for the person across the table from me or sitting beside me or in the same room as me. They have the same battles. And so it gives this new compassion uh, for others and how I see others and wanting to reach out and offer them Jesus. And number five, I've noticed that I have a clearer vision to see the spiritual nature of distractions, misunderstandings, and and trials. It, it goes along with the previous one where I have a greater compassion for others because I, I get a sense of what they're going through. It helps me to view my life through that lens. One of the things I've noticed since I have returned uh, from the revival is all the ways the enemy has attempted to distract me, uh, the ways he's attempted uh, to push my buttons because he knows what those are, those those buttons that that get me off course, those buttons that distract me, those buttons that make me anxious or stressful, um, those those buttons who keep me from accomplishing what God sets before me because I get worried about what other people think or um, what other people's agendas are or what have you, um, how easily misunderstandings can crop up in conversation, um, and, and that that's not about the person with whom I'm having the misunderstanding. It's it's about the enemy trying to push buttons to turn that misunderstanding into a full-blown four-alarm crisis. And, and then just the trials, just, you know, when when difficult things happen, um, that it's 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 this is a spiritual thing. Um and so I've 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 gained a clearer spiritual vision to see that which the enemy is trying to do. And and I will tell you from my own experience, since I've gotten back from this revival, he is very crafty. The enemy is extremely crafty and um, is extremely uh, proficient at trying to stir up anything that will keep me or you from having a deeper thirst for Jesus, a greater hunger for God's word, a renewed richness in prayer life, and a profound compassion for others. He wants to ruin all of that. And and I've noticed how just extremely active he is as he tries to interrupt those those things uh, and short-circuit them and cause them to falter and fail. And so that's what I gained from this revival. Uh, That's where I went why I went, and I get to bring that back and share it with you all here on the podcast, uh, with all my my friends in church as I as I comes out in my teaching uh, time and as I share the word with others, but also in how I interact with and deal with uh, my family, my kids, my my wonderful wife, how I deal with. Uh, people I run into uh, on the streets or in stores. It, it just affects it all. And, and I want that to keep going. And so I just wanted to share that with you. We're going to talk so much more about renewal uh, because that's really the heart of what Living Unleashed is about. It's about being renewed so that we can experience the hope, joy, peace, and freedom of Jesus. And man, I saw so much of that happening at the revival. I can't wait to share more of that with you uh, in our coming weeks here as it continues to impact and work its way out in me. And uh, I process that 
I'll share more with you. But for now, I'm going to leave you with that. I thank you again for joining me on this podcast. I thank you for the time that we've had to spend together. And I just pray that you will keep on living unleashed. <laughs>